Welcome to the Good Steward Podcast, the podcast for Christians in Canada who desire to be good stewards of that which God has entrusted to them. Join us as we discuss topics and answer questions through the lens of Scripture, always keeping in mind our treasure is not of things below, but lies in store for us in heaven. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Good Steward Podcast. Thank you for tuning in again to this episode of the Good Steward Podcast. This episode is episode two of what will likely be four episodes about biblically responsible investing. So this episode picks up right where the last one left off. So if you need a refresher, quick go back to the last episode, listen to the last few minutes, and then this episode will pick up right where it left off. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Good Steward Podcast. So God requires holiness from us. Mm -hmm. So we've established that God owns everything. We are stewards. We're to manage what is God's as he would desire it to be managed. We talked previously on previous episodes that about investing and that there is a biblical basis for actually investing money. And then so now how should we do that? Well, we should do that as owners in harmony with the other principles of Scripture, which is God requires us to be holy. Right. He says in Ephesians to take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. He talks in James about that friendship with the world is enmity against God. Mm-hmm. And then there's abundance of passage. I think 1 Peter 1, 15 to 17 comes to mind. Uh, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. So God requires that holiness, and that means being set apart. It means in all areas of our life, striving to live a godly life, as that applies to this. So if in Scripture we are told, commanded, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, right. then we need to be conscientious of what fellowship are we having by being an owner of a company. Mm-hmm. And are we maybe unknowingly having fellowship with unfruitful works of right. darkness? Right. Yeah, we are accountable before God and God sees all. It's not as if... Um, we can get something past him or something like that, but also um, that we we need to ask him to reveal these things to us, to know what is going on, to understand what is around us, to to have the wisdom, to have discretion as we live in this world. Hmm. Yeah. And another passage that comes to mind is Second uh, Corinthians six fourteen through eighteen. I won't read that whole passage. Um, It's a rather familiar one uh, about being unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And then towards the last part of that passage, we read about, wherefore, come out from among them, be separate. Right. Um, And not in the, uh, we aren't taking the approach then that, well, you have to create a separate society. Mm -hmm. You know, not that. Right. But that you must live a godly walk. Right. The whole in the world, not of it. Right. And also that it's our joy. I think when we read these passages, um, if we come, if we approach them at the wrong point of view, we might think, oh, these are what we have to do. Uh, But it's our joy to bring 
forth every aspect of our life and to consider it and to desire for it to be holy, that, that it might bring glory to God, that it might be uh, an evidence of him and of his work in us. That is a, a great desire of all uh, believers. Mm-hmm. And so with those, okay, so we've, we're kind of walking a path and trying to build a right. little bit here. So now saying, okay, we're called to be holy. We're called to, even in our ownership of companies, to not have that fellowship, um, you know, that intimacy, that oneness with that. And so then we go and say, okay, now what about, um, you know, that, well, we are called to, or we, we, we ought to, or we, we can as Christians invest. Right. Um, and then what about, well, there's the aspect of profits, rates of return and, and this types of thing. And, you know, well, does that then, um, you know, which, which takes priority, I guess, in essence. Right. Um, and I think the answer for that, um, it can be found in passages in scripture as well. And let's touch on some of those. Um, Craig, I'll ask you to go through a couple of those, but, um, before I do so, I guess I should say, you know, we're going to get into some of the stats and such around the, this. So the application of it, but I guess think of the principle, uh, as, as this beforehand or think of this. So if you own a company, you are owning it for the purpose of growing. Right. You know, you're not seeking to buy a company to lose. Right. So you're seeking to grow it. That means that you want some growth of capital and you also may be getting paid a dividend or getting paid a portion of the earnings from Mm -hmm. the company. Mm -hmm. You don't have the luxury of saying, well, I'm going to out of that $10 dividend, if $2 of it is attributed to something which I you know, find repulsive that, well, you can keep that $2. Right. You, you don't get to do that. No, <laughs> no, you don't. Um, so you don't say, well, from this part of the business, we're going to take that. And from here, we can't, you can't mm. do that. Um, so even outside of the realm of ownership and responsibility, there's, there's the other aspect of, you know, just profiting from it. You know, where does the money come from? If, even if I didn't own it at all and just, you know, wrote, decided to write a check. Where does that come from? Um, and that then gets into some of these passages as well. Yeah. So Craig, maybe touch on, um, there's a few passages, which, uh, we have here. You can pick one of the three and, uh, touch on it. All right. I'll, I'll, you know what? I think that you're trying to get me to do the Deuteronomy one. So I'll do it. Uh, the Deuteronomy one, and we shouldn't joke about it, but it uses some language that we uh, don't often hear too, too much anyways today. Uh, but there shall be no whore of the daughters of Israel, nor a sodomite of the sons of Israel. Thou shalt not bring the hire of a whore or the price of a dog into the house of the Lord thy God for any vow. For even both these are abomination unto the Lord thy God. And very clearly that sets forward, and I can see exactly what you're talking about, Brian, and very clearly in this case, that it does matter where that money came from. It does matter how it was gotten. When we are giving to God, um, we do have to be aware of that. So in this case, the examples given of the hire of a whore or the price of a dog, and that I believe is connecting back to the sodomite 
Um, that is an abomination unto the Lord thy God. That's not a small thing. It's not a, oh, well, maybe it's okay. We'll just kind of go with it. No, it, Scripture makes it clear for us. It's an abomination. Yeah, and that I think kind of as well heads off the, you know, the potential uh, question you'd maybe get or which could come up, which is, well, so if a certain amount of that comes from something which I disagree with, well, that amount of money I'll just give away. Right, right. I'll just do something else. You know, I'll actually, I'll give it to mission work. Well, that's not well-pleasing to God. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, and, and I think that verse makes it quite clear. Right, and I don't, and we talked about this earlier, I don't know how you would figure out what kind of a percentage uh, that would be. I mean, how you would detach everything and disconnect it and make it all by itself. But, certainly more work than it would be worth regardless <laughs> yes it would be better just to engage in bri yeah um and then the other passages here are both found in proverbs they they really say even almost word for word some of the right. same things it's proverbs 15 16 and 16 8 they talk about better is a little with the fear of the lord or better is a little with righteousness than great revenues without right or with trouble therewith so the idea being that it would be better to make less if mm-hmm. that were the end result right. than to you know, seek to just simply grow it quicker, grow it faster, have a bigger amount of growth, and to have that fellowship with unrighteousness, or in this case, trouble therewith, or revenues without right. Right. And uh, I think that that then is a principle which we have to take and apply. Now, we will get into the question at the end, well, what about performance? Right. And we'll look at a few things, um, and we'll kind of put a squash on that anyways. Right. But if that were the case, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's in harmony with Scripture. Right. And uh, Christ, we don't have it up here, so I, I'm hoping I get this mostly right. Um, but Christ makes reference to this with his parable of, uh, of the man who built bigger, uh, bigger barns. And then the Lord came and required of him his soul. And what profit is it to gain the whole world if you lose your soul? Mm-hmm. And that, I think, too, factors into what we're talking about. That, yeah, when we're talking about matters of the soul, when we're talking about matter, spiritual matters and our place before God and seeking to please him in all that we do. Uh, yeah, we would rather have little than great if the great meant going against God's word and against him. Yep. Very good. So then those being established, I'm, I'm guessing the question then comes to mind. So, okay. Somebody may be saying, well, I, I agree with that. I agree with the principle of stewardship. I agree. I don't want to be an owner Mm -hmm. of those companies. Yeah, I would rather have little than a lot and to to have that to be, you know, righteousness. Um, So is this actually a problem? Like, is that that's something that probably comes to mind? So agreeing with all that we have said, is this a problem? And the short answer is yes, it's a it's a problem. And I'd like to get into details. I'd really, <laughs> if I if I had my druthers, I'd get into details on specific mm-hmm. companies mm-hmm. and probably use specific examples. I'm going to keep it general because a podcast can live forever on the internet, <laughs> likely. And uh, 
Yeah, so I'm going to keep it general, but that's fine. So let's first address it by looking at the publicly traded companies, which are represented in the S&P 500, which is probably the largest, most well-known index, probably worldwide, but certainly in North America. And so if we were to look at that and have a certain amount of things that we're looking for, which are biblically based. And so thinking of things such as gambling, uh, pornography, um, abortion related things, um, and the list could go on. Um, I'm not going to name them all here just because they aren't all going to come to my mind. Um, but you get the idea. Those things which are, you know, directly conflicting with scripture and biblical values. Right. And then we're to look and say, well, which companies in this 500 either seek to profit from that? Maybe Mm -hmm. they manufacture a pharmaceutical drug, which is meant for the purpose of causing abortions. Right. Or they, you know, derive a significant amount of profit from pornography or gambling, whatever that may be, we apply those, what we would call exclusionary screens, that Mm -hmm. those things are, you draw a hard line, you don't have those. That represents about half. Mm -hmm. Um, So out of those 500, you would be around 270 companies, 250, let's just say half, are eliminated as investment possibilities. Mm Mm-hmm. Based on that, they may as well, I, I don't think I mentioned this, they may as well corporately advocate through corporate financial donations for those things as well. They may, maybe they make a donation to a uh, abortion activist group or Planned Parenthood directly, right. and that would then cause an exclusion as well. So that's roughly half. And when I first saw that, that was a pretty staggering number. Um, in the show notes, I'll try to maybe link a few documents and such, which, um, show this, but, you know, out of the S and P 500, um, this is according to data sourced by inspireinsight.com on February 27, 2019, um, 2% have human rights violations, exposure, 28% abortion, 6% to pornography, 2% to gambling, 65% to LGBTQ activism, and then there's 2% alcohol, 2% tobacco. So certainly there is a large problem right. there. And then you combine with that that there's this ever-increasing uh, move towards straight index investing where you basically buy an investment vehicle, whether it's a mutual fund or an ETF, that simply tracks these broad indexes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's large ETFs and funds that they track these large indexes. And so then you have that ownership and exposure through them. So the effect is even magnified. Correct. Okay. And it's, and it's, and it's, I guess the other part of it is it's, it's even hidden more as well, because on your, statement you might show you own a fund or an ETF. Right. And you don't really know what underlies it where before they were as popular as they are, you maybe would just 
own individual stocks. And Mm -hmm. then you would look and you'd say, oh, well, I know what that company does. I don't want to own that one. Right. But you don't really, that's not as popular anymore. Right. So now, Craig, I know what you're wondering. You're wondering, well, is this a problem in Canada? Like you're you're looking at the S&P 500. Right. But what about Canada? Yeah. (laughs) Although at the same time, as a Canadian, I'm... I have less faith in where Canada's going in some respects uh, than America, so I'm I'm kind of of the mind like maybe let's not let's not hear how Canada's doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go there anyway. Okay, so all right, let's hear it. So, by the way, Brian's an an American by birth, and I'm a Canadian by birth, so that's kind of what you're hearing right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Canada. So I went through here just actually a few nights ago. This is very recent. And my goal in going through this was to come up with 75 companies in Canada, which would qualify simply with exclusionary screens like "Eh, this is out Mm -hmm. as potentially investable. Yeah. And so I took publicly traded companies rated by market cap. Yeah. Largest to smallest. Okay. Started at the top and started going through them. And in order to get the 75, how many companies do you think I had to go to, Craig? Well, 300. Well, not that not that many actually. Okay. Um, and part of that being Canada's market is overall much smaller. Smaller, a lot smaller. Yeah. And so what you will often see is that in the larger cap companies, they tend to get more involved in these things. Yeah. Than the smaller and mid cap companies, right. okay. yep. which are still really large companies, yep. but we would refer to them that way because they're still more focused on growth. Right. And anyways, so I had to go through 110. Okay. So I screen had to screen out 35 strictly to on find 75. Correct. So now let's make it a little more practical yet. If that didn't make it enough, our percentage isn't bad there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you know, just off the top of your head, if you screened out 30, I know that from a hundred to 110, I didn't screen out any. Yeah. So then before it's still that, not good, <laughs> it's like 33%. It's still not good, but not 50%. It's not like, 50% is what I'm saying. Oh, so uh, the so Canada, we have US a Canadian moral here. high horse. Okay, here we go. Good. Well, I'm going to caveat that. Uh-oh. It is harder in Canada than the States due to some of the tax filings that they do in the States. Uh, okay. But anyways, so now let's make it a little more hands-on. Okay. So I'm not going to name a specific fund because I'm just not going to do that on the podcast. Okay. Another hands-on example, Canada, a very large fund in Canada mm-hmm. and large being it's one of those that if you went into a brick and mortar financial institution and an advisor recommended a product, there's a decent chance that it would be this fund. Okay. So I thought, okay, well let's look at this fund. And so it was a, uh, what's called a fund of funds. That means it's a mutual fund that holds other mutual funds. Okay. So then I took the first layer off, peel that back. And now what's here? Well, now there's these funds and then say, well, let's look at the largest one here. Okay. Yeah. And it actually was a fund that owns us companies. Oh, so (laughs) despite it being a Canadian fund, (laughs) the largest component is us companies. Okay. So then I just pulled up the top, I think it was 
20 holdings mm-hmm. in that and every one of them failed the sc- exclusionary screens. So, okay. So it's a problem. Yes. <laughs> and I say it's a bigger problem than we probably realize. Mm-hmm. Did I make that clear enough that it's a problem? Yeah, I think that's clear. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a problem in Canada. It's a problem in the States. Um, presumably it's a problem everywhere. I mean, w- knowing what we do of how man operates and thinks and works, um, it's unlikely that one nation here or there will magically not have significant moral problems with, mm-hmm. with what their businesses support. Um, and so yeah, I think it's pretty clear it's a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. That's the end of this episode of the Good Steward Podcast. This discussion will be continued in the next episode, which will be episode three of four. So please tune in in two weeks when that episode is released. As this episode was once again regarding biblically responsible investing, I'm going to provide the disclosures which I provided at the end of the previous episode. Virtuous Investing is a trade name of Brian Hilt, which is myself, which is used for securities-related business. I, Brian Hilt, am registered as an Associate Advising Representative or Associate Portfolio Manager presently with Huxton Black Limited. Huxton Black Limited is registered as a Portfolio Manager and an exempt market dealer with the Ontario Securities Commission. We are registered in Ontario, Alberta, and BC, but the principal regulator is the Ontario Securities Commission. Any non-securities related advice is offered through Seed Time and Harvest Wealth Council. Seed Time and Harvest Wealth Council is a trade name of Seed Time and Harvest Financial Incorporated. Nothing in this podcast episode is to be taken as investment advice, specific securities related advice, anything like that. This is general information about biblically responsible investing. No specific personalized advice or anything of that sort can obviously be given without consulting with somebody. Once again, these episodes are not meant to be a marketing or sales pitch for my practice. However, as biblically responsible investing is the focus of my practice, these disclosures must be given. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Good Steward Podcast. If you have a question you would like to have answered on the show, please email it to us at question at goodstewardpodcast.ca. Once again, that's question at goodstewardpodcast.ca. If you find the show edifying and informative, please take a minute to subscribe via your favorite podcast app. As well, please rate the show. This helps the show be found easier. Until next time, we wish you all the best.